0: About a year ago, I found myself bogged with several questions that um, stemmed from different things. On one hand, they were political, on the other hand, they were religious, on the other hand, they were ideological. So, I was contemplating with several different questions that came from an innate frustration. A frustration that came out of being out of tune with myself. So for the longest time, I've been one who likes to talk about what I think and likes to say what I think. But I found myself towards the beginning of last year in a space where I could not think for myself, where I could not say what I wanted to think because I was scared of what others would think about what I thought. And that was my biggest frustration. And that frustration is what has led me to this very point today. My name is Saeed Malimi, and welcome to Postmodern Africa. (laughs) This project is a creation of sorts, a journey of sorts, an inquisition of sorts into what I consider to be perhaps some of the biggest and most important questions that we need to be asking at this time in our lives or in the progress of our society. I am deeply troubled by many things, many of which stem from the way, the, the current fashions in our society and the current divisions within our socio-political world. But more importantly, I am troubled by the inability to have conversations. And that is precisely what this project will do. But before that, let's start with my story and who I am and how I've gotten to this point. I I attend college in the USA, in a small college called Lafayette in eastern Pennsylvania. Um, Around my first year, around midway through my first year, I found myself in a unique position. So while jumping into college and being one who genuinely believes in the abject problems with our world today, who believes with who believes in the problem of the inequalities that we see in our world today, and wanted to help fix those, I dove headfirst into all the different groups that sought to fight those kind of injustices upon getting into college. So I joined a lot of social justice groups in a bid to sort of fight the inequities that I saw in my society and those around me, and I genuinely believed in the... Um, positive work that they aimed or strove to achieve. Whereas in some cases I did disagree with one thing that they said or one other thing that people within the group would say, I couldn't say what I truly believed. I found myself frustrating myself and there became a disconnect between Saeed that was being presented on a daily basis on the Saeed that really thought what he thought. So every morning I would wear a mask and go out and say things that I didn't really didn't believe, and agree and nod my head just for the fear of being because I was scared of being mobbed. I mean, that problem that that dissociation from myself made me to a large extent lose who I was because I was not being who I was. I am who I am, and then by virtue of wanting to not. To, to be accepted or be understood, I sort of formed this dissociation with a different person of myself. So I was presenting this other person who I was not. And that was a problem for me because I'm not that person who I was presenting. And doing that on a continuous basis, what it does to someone, at least for me, what it did was it made me lose my center. And here's what I describe as my center. The point at which I understand myself to be myself. So, to a lot. So, what were my values at that point? I would not have been able to answer. What did I believe in at that point? I would not have been able to answer. Who would I look? Who did I look up to at that point? I would not have been able to answer because I was deeply frustrated not by anyone but by myself because I was imposing upon myself these certain um, constraints that I believed to be coming from outside. So this this frustration sort of led me to a position where I began to think about the world around me and began to question everything that I saw around me and was really frustrated because I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Jonathan Haidt is a social psychology professor at New York University who studies the roots of morality and why we act in the ways that we do. His video at Duke University basically explained to me the cultural significance and the cultural nuance of America's social justice groups and its conservative groups and its liberal groups. Most of which I had no idea understanding their politics going into America. Mind you, this was at the cusp of when Donald Trump has just won the election and America was is, or still is, witnessing high polarization. Now this, this sort of, this gave me a framework to sort of put upon which all the problems I was facing, in, I was trying to understand. It sort of gave me this ladder, if I may, to sort of like climb and look and understand everything that was going on in America at the time. Um, and it still is going on in America. Now, I continued watching and interacting with professors like Jonathan Haidt, who basically... Saw this cultural shift as a problem, although I did not think it to be one at the time. So they broadly defined, in any which way, this cultural phenomena as postmodernism. Postmodernism. Now, to understand what postmodernism is, is a deeply complex subject, which I do not plan to tackle in this video. But the entry point is, for me, into postmodernism in Africa is a more simple question. I call this podcast, Postmodern Africa. And that's an irony, because on one hand, Africa is considered to be um, traditional. Africa is considered to be synonymous with tradition and uh, and culture and heritage and things that are typically um, not modern. And here I am, not saying that it is only modern, but I'm saying it is post-modern. That's what I'm trying to do with this video, with this project, to mediate understanding of postmodernism in Africa and see how that cultural phenomena is affecting Africa as much as it is affecting any everywhere else in the world. But how do I plan to take on this this gigantic project? Is it a mood? Is it a period in time? Is it a is it a phenomena that basically happens at one period? Well, we will discuss that. But for now, I'm trying to Find an entry point with which we can enter the conversation, because we're having so many conversations today, like about things like feminism, about um, uh, about social media and its impact on our youth, and about um, basic human rights and what should be considered human in Nigeria, who should be considered human in Nigeria and the the, the the and ngos and boko haram and the imp- and the impact of all those different organizations and all these things are affecting us today but the conversations we are having today are split on social media it's like either you're on one end in support of one thing or you're on the other end being absolutely against it and you're it's either this one or the other and that's not what it should be because these things are so much more complex than that so to make it these simple a or B, binary conversations, absolutely reduces the nuance and the complexity of these things. And that's what this, 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 this podcast is supposed to be, an entry point into that conversation and saying perhaps for once we should start talking about these things in a more strategic and more deliberate manner. Because that's what we need to do in order to truly break down and in order to truly have the understanding that we need to in order to build a better continent or in order to build a better country, Nigeria, Africa, Ghana, Kenya, anywhere that we want to we we all that we want to place our focus on. And that's what this project is supposed to be. So this project is not a is not a definitive one stand sided one-sided idea of what Africa should be, of what Africa should not be. No, this project is an inquisition, it's a journey, it's a, it's a not only for me, but for every single who person who watches this, to sort of try and begin to understand the way the world is working, or the way, the, at least some alternative ideas to the way the world works, or some alternative frameworks w- through which we can look at the world. And the problem with, at least the problem I have identified thus far, is that for Africa for Africa or Africans in general from my growing up in Nigeria up until I've left I left for university and coming back every summer my understanding of the way we are presented with information is one major is that there is one major problem with it it is one dimensional now the problem with a one dimensional narrative is that it Prevents or it stifles other forms of conversation that will create a more robust answer. So, let's say, for example, we are looking for the answer to what should be Africa's development ethos or what should be Africa's development trajectory. If we are going to choose Africa's development trajectory based on what we are being told should be Africa's development trajectory, then basically we have no other anything else to compare it from and we have no other basis upon which we say, okay, this is what we are choosing because we have not compared it to any other thing. And that is my problem with the way Africa is being, or the way Nigeria is being, Nigerians look at way, way we should develop Nigeria today. So my annoyance stems from Being in that very same position, where I felt like there was or there is only one way for Nigeria to look forward, where I looked up to certain people in the hope that they were providing certain solutions whereas they were not. It is a very, very hard thing to do because, first of all, what I'm saying is, perhaps we should calm down, and perhaps we should rethink things that that we're doing. And I I hate to make this, but here's a simple, here's a simple, here's one possibility as to why we should have more nuanced conversations. Now take for example the problem of climate change in Africa. Now if you ask any young Nigerian today in secondary school, in university, what should we do regarding climate change or any of these things, The first idea that we all run to, why, is is, is the movement of environmentalism. Oh, we need to stop using fossil fuels. Oh, we need to move to alternative forms of energy. Great, granted, brilliant, we should do those things. But why do we choose those things above others? Well, here's one possibility. Well, because that is the narrative that we've been given. But here's a different idea. There's the possibility that well, Africa to moving away from fossil fuels at this point in its growth is not the right step. Perhaps we should consider um, the possibility that there is no no other country has industrialized using alternative um, forms of energy except fossil fuels. That's an argument against fossil fuels, against the one-dimensional narrative that we that we sort of take up without instinctively, without knowing, because we are all trying to understand the world and we are given well the best idea of what the world should be from from others who have sort of seen the world in a certain way and we take up that mantle from them and sort of try to understand it from them but here's what this is what i am trying to do to put the mantle in your hands you whoever is listening to this to say well as an african or as a nigerian I can begin to make conscious decisions as to what I should think about or what what movement I choose to support or not support so in for example, saying that Africa should, so, should should not should not be quick to jump into the environmentalist badwangon there's a lot of cases that could be made for it one that Africa first of all does not have the financial capital to industrialize using even if there is a possibility of scalability of the alternative fossil f- of the alternative forms of energy let's imagine that any of them is scalable enough which we don't know but let's imagine that they are we Africa, first of all, is not rich enough to invest in, in that. There's also the, the problem that Africa is has way more poor people than any other place in the world. Now, when you have way more poor people than any other place in the world, your first priority should not be, perhaps, to want to create a different society or want to change the way the world works and sort of want to um, take the fall for, for others' mishaps. Your first priority should be lifting your, con- your people out of poverty. And how else can you do that except through industrialization? And how else can you industrialize feasibly in the world today except through fossil fuels? That's one possible case. But what I'm saying is that this is not the answer. I'm not saying that this, or oh, that, the, uh, that we should not look to environmentalism as an answer. I'm not saying that we should do that. No. What I'm saying is that we need to have a more nuanced conversation. Well, one, on the one hand, we can present this argument against environmentalism and sort of it's, it, it's Africa moving to alternative energy. We can present that with as much vigor as much as we present the argument for. Um, for environmentalism and, clim- and moving towards alternative energy, f- forms of energy. That's what this com- this podcast is about. So this podcast started from a conversation with a, 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 a brilliant, brilliant man named um, Chudeji Donwell, who basically understood the vision that I sort of saw and the, the angle that I was coming from and said perhaps you should do something about it and not just sit down and be confused with these questions that you're coming that you that you have on your mind so i decided to do something about it and embarked on an 8 month long research project into the very concepts that i am dealing I'm, will deal with throughout the entire podcast the concept deal ranged from feminism to lgbtq rights in nigeria to um thoughts on religion to politics to globalization to ng to the influence of ngos and all these concepts that we sort of have these biased and polarized conversations on in nigeria but we should not we should treat them with more dignity Because if we are going to find an answer to them, it's not going to be through shouting at each other and holding each other's necks as though we have, so anyone has the answer. And one of my favorite philosophers, John Stuart Mill, basically makes the simple case that in most cases, for the freedom of expression, that in most cases, the answer is shared between both parties. The truth is shared between both parties parties truth emerges from the clash of adverse ideas so this is not in any way an advocate for one side or for the other side it's more an advocate for an open honest dialogue that needs to happen which i hope to mediate in some way while also not denying the fact that i do have my biases and my biases will shine through in every single thing that i do but not denying the fact that i trust you the listener to make the most credible judgment of what your answer should be and me trusting you to do that because that's precisely the point of what should be of what of what should be an open honest society so it's frustrating that we have gotten to this point where we cannot have conversation and it's either you, and, and people are quick to label racist sexist phobic phobic and those things what they do is they, they they kill conversation they kill conversation they stifle the 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 speaker's ability to continue because you're blocking them into one Circle or one box of what you think they are, or what you think their ideas are, and that's, and that's, that's what I would dearly ask that we avoid in this conversation that we are going to embark on. So, what is postmodernism? Well, that's a very tricky question because one cannot answer that question in one episode, and I do not plan to even tackle that feat by any measure. But at least I can try an attempt at a definition. So postmodernism is not necessarily a time period. I guess the way I can think about it more is to think of it as a general mood or scepticism and disbelief in, like, in things like rationality, objectivity, logic that in the belief that these things are merely Constructs. Why? Because in the postmodern understanding of the world, there is no truth. So in the case where there is no truth, everything has been constructed by different groups, if we may use the word groups, to, ide- to create a power differential between other groups, between that group and other groups. So that is the essential postmodern definition in the sense that I will engage it although we will allow room for other understanding of postmodernism especially when we talk about it in the African philosophical context but it sort of is that primary understanding that perhaps there is no truth and everything else is a construct in order to provide one group with, with, with power over another group. Because if there is no truth, well, everything has to have been created by somebody. And postmodernism is basically saying, well, let's, why should we believe in these constructs? Why should we believe that, well, rationality will get us to this, or logic will get us to this, or science will get us to these answers? That is the essential postmodern construction or the postmodern definition, if I may attempt, if I may have a loose attempt at one. And that is the problem that we will, that is the entry point upon which we will work with. So I guess the question then is this, how does postmodernism interact with Africa? Given Africa's... Um, Establishment of tradition and and structures whereby postmodernism does not believe in structures and sort of sees them as powerful. Well, that's what I hope to play with throughout the entirety of this podcast and understand how postmodernism interacts with that. But more importantly, I guess the best way to see it is sort of in this sense that well, I will not necessarily I will be looking at postmodernism in in in, mo- in some cases in America, in sort of like at least the lesser-referenced the, the lesser Socratic method of sort of, well, let's look at it in the city so we can understand it in the soul. So look at it, let's look at it where it is fully exhibited, in America that is, and sort of so we can understand it in its much smaller exhibition, as at right now in Africa that's what this that's what this project is it's like okay here postmodernism has exhibited itself to a large extent and has been dealt with extensively in america in this one way of course there's many ways to understand postmodernism which i'm not discounting by any measure but in this one way that i hope to engage it with but sort of looking at that and sort of referencing that to well how does this apply to africa how is the disbelief in structures or in tradition, in ideas of rationality and logic affecting Africa? And how does that ultimately play into the world that we live in today? So, what precisely is the purpose of postmodern Africa? Well, it is to expose individuals to a wide range of reasonable opinions that they would normally not be exposed to in Nigeria and hopefully, in the longer term, across the African continent. On a secondary note, it is to create a conversation around those ideas, to allow Nigerians slash Africans define for themselves their own development and growth trajectory in the long run. Because that's what we should do be able to carve our own story for ourselves. Not be forced or told by any people or any groups what we should be. Of course we should consider ideas from all ends. And that's precisely what I hope to do achieve with this podcast. So this is the very first episode, and in this episode I just tried my best to sort of define a general broad umbrella upon which everything else will fall and that's what i really hope that you have gotten out of this subsequent episodes will be more structured i will i have i will interview some guests across nigeria and within america um, that all provide some way or the other add a valuable voice to the conversation, whether, I dis- whether regardless of whether I agree with them or disagree with them. Because that is the purpose of this project. So this project is not in my hands. It's in yours. To do what you will with the ideas that you find here. I hope for it to be uh, a bank of ideas, a, a treasure trove of, of different perspectives on whatever idea it is that is being discussed or whatever idea it is that is in the public sphere, that we can, that there's sort of this, this, this place where people can come and dig and find the different perspectives on the idea and find reasonable and strong defences upon both sides, upon which they can form their own opinions. So that's what I hope for this project and this is just the beginning and I hope that you stay with me throughout the entirety of this journey. Engage with me through the blog, through my email, saeed at postmodernafrica.com, through um, every possible channel, Twitter, Pomo Africa, Instagram, Facebook, all Pomo Africa email postmodernafrica at gmail.com any which way that you consider it best to engage and add your voice to the conversation please feel free to Um, this is just the beginning and with your help, input and support we can make this conversation this much needed conversation happen Thank you very much and uh, see you next time.